love is what we're looking for. But love itself, that word means so many things. And that's just in English. So you can say, oh, I love burrata. Or, oh, I love my cat. Or as my mother-in-law says, and I know she'll never listen to this, love you. And she doesn't mean it. She just doesn't know what to say. But it means somewhat, so many different things. And we can use it as a weapon. It's always a judgment. I love you is a judgment. What, what are we saying to them? What are we saying about them and about our relationship? And then what if instead we used gratitude? Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Relationships Done Different podcast. I'm your host for this particular episode, Mr. Christopher Hughes, and I'm joined today by someone who I hold quite dear, a delight on many levels, Ms. Carolyn Sinclair. Carolyn Sinclair is an access consciousness facilitator. She also facilitates in some of the specialty areas of access consciousness, as well as being the backbone of our customer service program at Access Consciousness. You may not know it, but some of you out there who've had anything to do with Access may have been in touch with her in one shape or form. So without further ado, welcome Miss Carolyn Sinclair. How are you today? Thank you, Mr. Christopher. I'm awesome. And uh, yes, you may not all know how amazing Christopher is and how we've played together and worked together and yeah magical and lunched together lunched together oh yes <laughs> champagne together <laughs> exactly exactly um now the topic that you submitted to take part in this in this relationship done different podcast really grabbed my attention and when your name was put forward as a guest we have four different hosts in this program but i went i want to i want i want to do carolyn i want to have carolyn on, on my show and your topic that grabbed my attention was, what if your partner is better than you think he is? Now, give us some more. Why that title? And what did you mean to say by that? Well, cool. So um, I have to go back a few years. Um, my husband and I were together for many years. And um, we're going through like a rough patch and I'm like okay this is not working for me and kind of everything he did was wrong I don't know if anybody you've any of you have had a relationship like that where you're just you've decided it's wrong and so nothing they do is right and so um at that at that juncture I went to um choice of possibilities class with Mr. Gary Douglas who's the founder of Access Consciousness and um, my husband, Michael, helped me. I was looking after the bookstore at the class. And my husband, Michael, helped me with the bookstore on the first evening. Um, and the class was four days at that point. And at the end of the class, which was amazing, you know, lots of change and, and tools and techniques to assist you to change anything. Um, at that point, I wasn't thinking of changing my marriage other than to get out of it. And on the fourth day, I went up to Gary at the at the end, and I just thanked him. So it was an amazing class. And he, he said to me, he looked me right in the eyes, and he said, you know, that tall gentleman that was here the first night, he said, is he connected to you? And I said, yeah, that's my husband. He said, 
He's a very nice man. You chose well. And I went, oh, okay. Thank you, Mr. Douglas. And having just attended four days of class about changing, I went home and I asked more questions, asked more questions, asked more questions. And from that day forward, I decided that my husband was actually better than I thought he was. And things just got better and better and more fun and more joyful. And I became way more grateful. And yeah, so that started a pathway. And then a few years or whatever, a few years later, I took a class with Gary called, um, Gary and Christopher called Right Voice for You facilitator class. And we were talking, throwing out different ideas for uh, names of classes we could do or whatever. And he said to me, you could do one, you know, what if your husband's better than you think he is? <laughs> and I took that to heart. I did actually create uh, an intro class with that title. Um, but, and I used it for my life. See, that's what these, these access consciousness tools and relationships done different. We can't live in this world, on this planet, without relating, without having something to do with other people. And, you know, when you find out that the word relationship means the distance between two objects, that's, you know, really telling, brings up lots of things. So from that day forward, I really, um, you know, in my head, I'd get like annoyed. I'm like, okay, here's an access tool to use interesting point of view i have that point of view i'm sure you've never used that christopher never ever ever yeah and when you say that over and over in your head interesting point of view i have that point of view interesting point of view i have that point of view maybe even interesting point of view he has that point of view um it just dissipates all that stuff that's going on and um it made everything so much better and happier and you know, it seems kind of silly, but really, I was creating the problems because I thought I had to be right and everything he did was wrong. And, you know, that just so works so well. Mm. So interesting point of view. And then what if you don't have to be right? Yeah. And mm. so um, I don't know if you want to just be to just keep going. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I've got so many questions based on on what you've just said, because some people might be listening to this and go, hang on a minute, you were ready and willing to leave your marriage. But as soon as this guy, Gary, said something, you changed your mind. Like, isn't that like. Like. Well, well what occurred, what really occurred there in that particular juncture when he said, that's a very nice man you've got there. Yeah is, well, I realized what he said was true. And so that I had gone down a path of, I mean, this is a man that I, I met when I was 20 and we were best friends in university and we kept in touch over the years. And then we were in, when we got into our mid thirties, we decided we were much more interesting to each other and became lovers and then got married. And like, 
we had so much fun together. And somewhere along the line, I decided that, that, you know, he was wrong about everything and I was right about everything. And I wasn't happy about it and everything. And when Gary said that to me, of course, he, he it's what we call a wedgie. So, you know, you kind of need to go away and mull it over. I'm like, yeah, why, what am I doing? What am I doing here? And so I want, I reevaluated what mm. I was choosing in my relationship and where I was choosing that this little thing was annoying and that little thing was annoying and all that, instead of seeing my husband for, for who he was, that I loved in the beginning, you know, he was so fun and creative and, you know, a bit goofy and, and why was I not seeing that? And I was only seeing the things that irked me. Mm. What was it about me that was choosing those things? And That's so cool. Because, sorry to cut you off. But no, no, no. I, what, I, what I find amazing about that is how empowering that is. Like, instead of looking at what, what a lot of people will do, is they'll look at the partner and go, well, if they just change this, this, and this, it would work because this, this, and this are the problems. Or they go, well, I'm the problem. I'm wrong. It must be my fault. But what you're talking about is not actually taking either of those extremes of making anybody wrong, but instead going, hang on, what can I change to create a different outcome here? And change and judgment don't actually have to coexist. Most people think change is motivated by fixing something that's wrong but that sounds like that's not what you did no and another class i mean it's it, the foundation class and various other access consciousness classes that really contributed so much to me changed my life it gave me tools to deal with everything handle everything um we're told that well even in the beginning bars class is that, you know, love, with, that we're all, you know, in love with, um, love is what we're looking for. But love itself, that word, means so many things. And that's just in English. So you can say, oh, I love burrata. Or, oh, I love my cat. Or as my mother-in-law says, and I know she'll never listen to this, love you. And she doesn't mean it. She just doesn't know what to say. But it means somewhat, so many different things. And we can use it as a weapon. It's always a judgment. I love you is a judgment. What, what are we saying to them? What are we saying about them and about our relationship? And then what if instead we used gratitude? I'm so grateful for you. So when I learned that and started to put it into practice, it, it changed things for both of us. So when I was in gratitude, I couldn't be annoyed and realized that the things I was annoyed about were so, so unimportant. And then, you know, I talked to Michael about the gratitude thing. And then, you know, if we would get into a little bit of a discussion and one or the other, and I have to confess, it was often Michael that said, would stop and say, I'm so grateful for you. And then we would giggle, both of us. And, it, you know, the stuff would just go away. That That's so gratitude, funny. 
that gratitude is just, yeah, it was, you know, he was a bit of a drama queen. So he'd get into like a whoo about something and I would just giggle and say, I'm so grateful for you. And it would just dissipate everything. So don't try it, you know? Okay, good. No, don't, no one out there try it. <laughs> don't try to look for gratitude. One thing's that, one of the things that I often say or look at with this is love generally has a because you love someone because of something there's a reason for it so it's not there's no such thing as unconditional love that's that's a lie but gratitude doesn't need a because gratitude is an appreciation for what is with no expectation or projection of it being any different yeah yeah it's um so it's not, I'm not saying that if your marriage, your partnership is truly not working to stay just because it's day. Um, and I'm grateful that Gary in my, in my, in our case, saw what was there and saw that there was more to me and more choice that I could make. And that I, I think that what he what he saw was the fun and the joy. Yeah, and the contribution that you were to each other. Oh my gosh! Yeah, we talk about being you know instead of being in a relationship, being a creationship, and um, you know you want to have a partner that together you create twenty times more than you do individually. And Michael and I certainly did that without even knowing we were doing that. Now, if you don't mind me mentioning it, your husband has passed away. Yes. Now, just imagine what your life would have been like if you had not had those last few years with him and decided to leave him when you did. It's pretty incredible to see that when with Gary asking you that one question or making that one statement to you, changed the way your life could have gone because you could have left him then. Yeah, I, I, I'm, that just makes my whole body go, think about that. And that gratitude and joy that we shared um, is, has been such a gift to me. So after he passed, it was, it was sudden, it was not COVID. <laughs> and, um, uh, I had been aware for a few months, and uh, but the 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 gratitude is what totally got me through the whole time. And when I would go into sadness or overwhelm, I would just choose gratitude. And oh, I'm so grateful for the tools of access consciousness. I don't. I can't imagine how I would have handled that without them. Okay, so can I ask you a, a very personal question? Absolutely. <laughs> when you got to that place of gratitude and realized that your husband was better than you thought he was, did the sex get better? <laughs> I don't think I'm going to tell you that. <laughs> Everything got better. <laughs> you don't have to. I just, that's what Everything came to mind. Everything got better. 
Mm. And and what was what was also better is that because um, we'd always had fun together. We loved to travel. We loved antiquing. We loved music. We loved wine and food and all that sort of thing. And we got back to doing all those things, but it had a, hmm, I don't know. There wasn't a anxiety behind it or um, I need to do this behind it. It was just joy, you know, and we would, after we'd listened to jazz where we ate dinner and the last couple of years, Michael did all the cooking and almost all the cleaning. And I'd say to him, no, I've, you know, I've got time. And he's like, no, no, you go, you go make money. I'll do this because he was a classical musician. And although he was busy with that, it's, it's, you know, he'd have two or three weeks off between concerts and all that. So he had a lot more ostensibly free time. Um, but yeah, we just had fun. Sometimes after dinner, we would dance and, you know, fight about who was leading and, you know, like, just. <laughs> so it was a, it was a true joy rather than a bit of a hectic joy. I don't know if that's a way of just. Yeah, I think, I think I get what you're saying. Like we were talking about love having a because or like a reason for it, like so many of those activities you're describing would also be in the same boat like oh well we have to go spend this quality time together and have these meaningful moments because we're in love and this will maintain our love and prove our love but when you take all that away and you actually are just enjoying one another it's a different thing and and true i would be we were in a three-bedroom house the last seven years and my office was the front room and his office was the back bedroom. And he might be practicing in the back room and I might be working in the front room, but the the companionship was, like, I was so grateful for that. And um, I, don't, I don't really know how else to put it except I'm so glad Gary said that to me mm. and I stopped on my trajectory and went, Oh, okay. What else is possible here? And actually got to enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. And, that, and, and also for any relationship, whether you work with them, I had a, I had a roommate for a few months last year and that, it didn't work out for her. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm grateful for you're here, but I, I'm, you know, I'm not going to react. I don't do trauma and drama. And, you know, people will choose. You are seriously one of my favorite people. The way you look at the world and the way you are is so cool. And the fact that you don't do trauma and drama for someone who's in a customer service role where people have complaints is such a gift. And that's what we talk about, right? In customer service. I mean, when I interview people, it's like the number one thing is allowance. Not you know, having being interesting point of view, because um, it's easy. I, I, I get all the complaints emails and then I work with uh, another amazing person in access if they're really like 
serious ones. And and there'll be times when I'm like, okay, I'm done. I got to close my computer for a couple of hours, go pat the cat or go for a walk, and then I can come back. But that allowance, you know, it's not just kind for other people. It's kind for yourself. Mm. If you don't do trauma and drama, and if you're in allowance for what people do and say, it's life is so much easier for you. This is totally, you know, totally about me. Yeah. Imagine a world where absolutely nothing we did or chose was in reaction. Yeah. And that in and of itself is something for relationships. What if you were never in reaction? Yeah. Well, what you said when we first started was that if you're going to operate in the world, you're going to have to interact with people. Yeah. And what if your interaction with people wasn't a reaction, but was actually a choice to create something? Yeah. And play with it. I, I recently moved to Vancouver again, where, where we lived a number of years ago. And um, I live in an, a very multicultural neighborhood, very Asian, many, many countries. Um, probably 60% of the people I meet on the street don't speak any English. And um, I'm having so much fun because I'm just being me and I giggle and I say hi to everyone and you can just play with it. And, you know, all these little, you know, Chinese or Filipino or, or like whoever it is, because it's a multicultural, it means great food. Um, you know, they eventually all just kind of smile and play with it. Play with being an allowance. It doesn't matter. So hang on a minute, though. I have to take you back a step because some of our listeners out there might be going, what do you mean allowance? What's that? How would you describe allowance or what would you say to people who want to go, all right, I'm going to try this? Cool. Okay. That's one of my favorite things to describe in various access classes. So in this world, we're taught to react like to, to align and agree when somebody says something or to resist and react to it. That's what we're taught. You've got those two choices. What if instead you were just interesting point of view, which is another main like basic access tool. And so instead of aligning and agreeing with it or resisting reacting, you were interesting point of view. So an example that we use is allowance. You should see my, my screensaver on my computer is a big rock in the middle of a stream. So you're a big rock in the middle of the stream. And so does everything coming down the stream, does it bang you and you get pushed out of the way and you have to react or you avoid it or whatever? Or are you just like, huh, and everything flows by? So, yeah, does that, is that yep. a good example? That's beautiful. So, you know, the person across the street could be yelling and everything. And you're just like, oh, interesting. And then it doesn't have to affect you. And when you don't resist and react or align and agree, it changes the energy between you and the other person. Because, we you know, we're all, every molecule is conscious. And we all interact. My molecules are interacting with your molecules. 
Here they go. <laughs> so Carolyn, how would people find you if they would like to talk to you or would like to see what else you've got coming up or going on? Oh, well, thank you for asking. Um, you can find me on the Access Consciousness website. So accessconsciousness.com forward slash Carolyn Sinclair. Or my website is called zestyhealthylife.com. And I love that. That's zestyhealthylife.com. Yeah. And I just very recently legally became a senior citizen. Yay. So the government's going to pay me money. I love that. <laughs> and, um, uh, you know, you know, I don't, I don't feel any older than like 45 or something, but it's so joyful. You can just choose. I get to choose to be happy every day. And if I'm not happy, then I usually, I always use an access tool to change it, clear it, realize it's not mine. I'm just picking up on somebody down the road or whatever. So, and that affects all of my relationships, right? Because if I'm happy, it's pretty hard for people to be snarly and rude. And if they still choose that, I can go, huh, interesting point of view and walk away. Mm -hmm. Rock in the stream. Does it seem too easy? Well, I kind of like the idea of everything being too easy. <laughs> Yeah. The mantra of access is all of life comes to me with ease, joy, and glory. And that's all of life comes to me with ease, joy, and glory. Even the yucky stuff. Even my husband dying. All of life comes to me with ease, joy, and glory. I got to stay in hospital the last four days with him. Um, it was, you know, during COVID and no, they let nobody else in the hospital. But they let me in and I could stay with him in his room. They brought in a machine so they could play some of his own music. And I could just be with him and be interesting point of view and run processes. And yeah, I'm very grateful. That is so cool. And I'm grateful for you sharing with us that story because I really do think that's gonna show some people a possibility beyond drama and trauma. So thank you. Oh, thank you for asking. And thank you for asking me. I'm, I'm always happy to talk about being happy. <laughs> Yay for happy. Yeah. Well, we're going to wrap up here. For those of you listening, thank you very much. And please reach out to Miss Carolyn at uh, her the website she shared with you. Um. And if you are keen to know more or hear more about our podcasts, please like, subscribe, share all of those wonderful things and join us next time for another Relationships Done Different podcast. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, Christopher. Bye. Bye. Thank you, Carolyn. Bye now.